Hey friends, so today I am interviewing Lacey on what would she do if she woke up in the morning and the entire homestead was back to the day we moved in? Where would she start? What would she do differently? All those fun things. It gets pretty real. There might be some tears at the end. Um, Join us and listen and um, we'd love to hear your feedback on what you would do different on year one. Hey friends! Welcome to The Schoolhouse Life, where we answer your pressing questions and share useful tools for creating your most fulfilling, self-sufficient family homestead. We go back to basics in all things family, faith, and farming, and we're eager to teach you what we've learned, everything from growing a garden to earning an income to living a less toxic and more nature-based lifestyle. We're thrilled you're here and hope you leave inspired to live your life as a schoolhouse too. Okay, so here's the scenario. You wake up in the morning and you look outside and the homestead is exactly back to the way on the day you moved in. And you still have the money that you're making, but currently, currently, oh, but everything is back to square one Mm -hmm. to help you out, though, the house is still improved the way we improved it. So you don't have to worry about that. (laughs) Demolish it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, where do you start where do i start well so that actually helps a lot because if the house is as it as it would be currently currently yeah then that changes a lot of what i would have done originally because we did a ton of like zone one planting and planning when we first moved in that we we literally have a house on now right so yeah you know that changes everything and so, yeah, I mean, now we have a totally different landscape almost out the back door. It's not there anymore. It's gone. Well, no, now the stones. No, the stones are gone. Well, you have just have there. the house. All you got is the house. <laughs> <laughs> then I would put the stones in. Okay, stones. <laughs> um, which that would be the first thing you do? Yeah, we have these giant rocks that kind of terrace our property, which are, you know, they add some structure. It's like big swales. Yeah. Um. But they're full of, like, construction dirt, you know, no topsoil at all. Yeah, it's just clay. Yeah. So I don't get the, I don't even get the topsoil that I've built up. No, no topsoil. Okay. Well, (laughs) then I would mulch everything a lot. Yeah. I would mulch the heck out of it. Like, Like how, like, where and how much? Like, like, how far would you go with the mulch? Um... So it's kind of like a fan shape out from our house. We built that. The other thing I think I would take out is we built that um, out the back door sort of directly when you walk out. It's this nice little path and it's like clover. And yeah, um, I would put in pavers. Yeah. And create the framework in which to build the gardening stuff. So like we do have some, but I would build even more like I would create more edges. I would define the edges more. more obviously and i would do before that you mulch? before i like left the zone one yeah yeah probably before i mulch because you don't need to mulch under your pavers but yeah that's what i would do for sure i would put in the pavers okay i would mulch the thickest amount of mulch i could possibly mulch like how how thick are we talking i might actually <laughs> one thing i thought about that we could have done um i know you spread out some like clover seed and that still comes back here and there, which has been really good for 
the topsoil, but I think I would go with some daikon and get that all seeded and let that. You would seed it all of zone one with daikon? All of zone one with daikon. Oh my gosh. And then once that was coming up, then I would mulch. And then you would paver? No, the pavers would still go in first. Because <laughs> I wouldn't, I really want to create my edges and the daikon would only go where I'm really trying to like intensely improve the topsoil. I got you. And break okay. up that clay. Okay, so we put out the pavers to find the edges, then we mulch around the edges. Well, no. no First, we do the daikon, let it sprout, then come in with the mulch and yeah. mulch around that daikon. Okay. Or let the daikon go a full, like, until it's like a, done. A growing season. A growing season. Because yeah. it kind of depends. Like, do I start in the summer or do I start in the fall? Because it would be two different things. You start right now. Right now. Yeah. Yeah, so right now I would definitely. So we're recording this in the spring, early spring. Okay. So then I would definitely, before I mulch, I think I would go ahead and toss out that daikon seed and see how much of that comes up. So okay. rake, rake it, toss out the daikon seed. And I'm looking at like bare clay, dry soil. Yeah. That's what I'm looking at. Yeah, well, that's a tough one because when we first bought our property, there were all those trees and that like what yeah, I call fancy thing. grass. Yeah, so those trees, if those, those were there. Those trees are back. Those trees are back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so still do the daikon. I would have those trees cut down and I would have them mulch them on site because none of the, the ones, whole thing, just mulch all of it, all of the ones that he, that he had cut down then. Yeah. The ones that he took out, like we, you know, he took some and, and took them to a mill and made money on them. But I mean, not on, enough to pay him not, and a little bit for us, but I think the ones that were closest to the house were not ones he took. No, that was a nasty pile. So after this guy cut down these trees, he had this pile that, we we didn't want to pay for it, mm-hmm. so we were like, just push them to the side, and we'll cut them up and make them into firewood. That was, and we were like, it'll be no big deal. It was generally, it was it, mostly all pine too. It so. was all pine, but we were like, you know, we'll just work on it when we have time, and we'll make some split rail friends, split rail fences, so, yeah, and some other things. It'll be really fun. So we had this pile of pine trees, like probably ten feet tall by ten feet, fifteen feet wide. Of all these trees that they pushed into a pile, but they also pushed mud on top of it. So mm, it was a when you disaster. ran the chainsaw, it dulled the chain like just ridiculously fast because you're yeah. cutting through mud. It was a mess. And um, eventually, years later, half the pile rots, half the pile we have hauled off when they do another project for yeah. us. Oh, that's the other thing I would do. So after the trees were out and mulched, not yeah. just laying on the ground, and I would have more of them taken out. Because there are a couple of pine trees we didn't take out. And I think it's because our canoe was hanging on them. And that was like the only yeah, reason. Yeah, and, and like budget. We were just like, all and right, budget, that's all yeah, we got. We were trying to, yeah. Um, but if I'm making what I'm making now, I'm making more. So I would spend more on that yeah. and invest more on that. And knowing what I know now, I would that that's like way more important to invest in, you know, for the land. So they come in. So now, now they come in, they take all these trees out. They just leave a royal muddy mess out there because it's springtime. Mm-hmm. And but you got your trees out, don't but now you know. got skid steer ruts and steer all ruts. the other mess. Yeah. So a lot of what we did, I think I would do again. Although I think I would definitely this time, um, I would have somebody come in and dig out a wall peony for me. I mean, a wall peony. Yeah. <laughs> Facing the pond. Yeah, right there absolutely. in the middle, like. Like, to the right, like yeah. where, where the pile of logs was, okay. essentially. So they got so. the skid steer out. You're mm-hmm. like, hey, just dig me a wall peony. Yeah. And then use the logs from the trees you just cut down to make Ooh, the yeah. frame of there the wall peony. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, this is beautiful. Okay. Man, I wish we'd done this. <laughs> and then I would seed everything with just like, you know, 
clover and vetch, you know, just stuff to kind of add some nitrogen back to the soil. Not daikons? No, because I don't want to plant a garden in the whole hillside. Yeah. But I would I would map out that hillside because we it's you know, we terraced it for like an acre market garden when we first moved in. That was a nightmare because we could never have managed all of that. Um, so I think instead what I would do is just riddle that hillside with pillars of <laughs> like, you know, the staples, the the perennials that we know and love now. Yeah. You know, like low growing so they don't shade the house. But did you say you're going to terrace it like stone terrace? or No, I don't think it would need that. I think no. it was just I would, you know, strategically make paths again or mark the paths, not with pavers necessarily, but with just like, you know, marking them and then around those paths plant these. It's like just whimsical, sort of how I do everything else. Circles and um, nothing straight. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but blueberries, more blackberries, grapes, things like that. Okay. That's what I would, yeah. And that, that's your year one. <laughs> but, yeah, that feels like a lot for year one, although it sounds like a weekend. when we I know, about that's it, like, right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, well, that I mean, would be I feel like okay. One. So if you break it down, like to come in and take down all those trees, you're probably looking at like three thousand dollars, mm-hmm. three to four thousand. Mm-hmm. So that's like, you know, you're gonna have to budget like two months worth of saving up yeah, for that, for sure. So then, then spreading all the seed, like I don't know, that that's gonna be a good chunk of money too. I think I would also do a ton of investing in super cheap and expensive plants, which we did a lot of, like a bunch of bare root plants. We got and we sort of nursed them until they were big enough to put in the ground because we yeah. also still didn't know where we wanted everything when we moved here. So we had a nice little nursery going for a long time. I feel like that look really nice near the Walpini. Yeah, for sure. Um, that's what I was going to say is I think the nursery would be a good yeah. thing to have from the beginning. From the beginning, which we did do. I mean, I want to give us some credit. We did do that. I don't know that it was as effective as it would be now because I think we're, we're better equipped. Yeah. Um, okay, so managing water and whatnot. But, so yeah. when would you put in the deer fencing? <laughs> well, knowing what I know now, <laughs> right? immediately. So deer fencing and water management is that would be top top priorities. Also, okay, so you got the trees taken out. You got your wall peony built. You got. And your, I mean, yeah, if it was a different time of year, the water and and the fence would come in first. But now, since it's not. So, because like the deer, I don't think they're as aggressive in our garden as they are in the fall. I don't know. I but now you have to remember that that fence where we put up for the goats is not there. And it's that super thick woods where the goat fence was. Oh, the brush over there. Yeah. yeah, that doesn't bother me. I think I would leave it. So, I mean, the first thing that we did when we moved out here was get animals. And I it just distracted us. Like, holy. Yeah. I know. <laughs> so, I think we've said it before. Slow our roll. Slow your roll on the animal front. Right. I mean, because we dove in and we got chickens, guineas, turkeys. What else do we have? Pigs. Yeah. Goats. Goats. Which is like the worst thing to start with. Um, So no animals in your first year? Yeah. Hold off on the animals for sure. No chickens? Yeah. Well, chickens. I mean, so we came, we had chickens already. I think I just wouldn't have like, I mean, we went from four chickens in our, you know, urban backyard or maybe six to like 32. Yeah. Which just means that you have that. I mean, it feels like, oh, you have four, six. What's 32? But it means more food. It means bigger more structures. Eggs. It means, yeah, then you have to deal with the eggs, too. Right. You know, which, oh, you're like, oh, my friends will buy them. But, you yeah. know, it, that's a, a pain. 
you know, anyway, right. so it just comes with its own stuff. So, yeah, I mean, I would definitely put more focus on plants yeah. 100% and water management in the first year. Okay, so what would you do with water management? Uh, roof collection, um, watching where the water's flowing. We still haven't, and I wish we have, had um, put in like a French drain in front of the house, um, manage the ditches better. Put a pond up at the top of the property that was like feeding and slowing the water up at the top. So that like up could, by the shed? Yeah. That's a lot for a year one. Yeah, but here's what I would also do differently is I would either hire it out or rent machinery. So that's what I was thinking is like you're saying all this and like now you've got the machinery in and hauling off the logs. You got the machinery in taking building your Walpini. Mm-hmm. So at the same time, yeah, get them sure. to go ahead and put in the French drain. Dig the French drain, dig a pond. Would you put water spigots around the property like we have now? Yes. Yeah. But, you know, I think that the spigots, instead of running off the well, because our well is not well. <laughs> our well is not a really well. For, I mean, it's, it's just not a good well. Way. Yeah, it's not a good well. Like we just It has don't. bad flow. Yeah, bad flow. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I would I would make sure that the watering of the animals and the watering of the garden were not reliant on our well in any way, shape, or form. Would you dig another well, or you would just try and store enough water? T- both. I mean, I think I would investigate the cost of both um, because I think we have enough. Like the barn would collect rainwater, which we didn't have then. So, you know. Yeah. No, you don't have a barn. I don't have a barn. <laughs> okay. Now I have a barn. We really should collect rainwater. Off of that. <laughs> um. Uh, would barn. You, that brings up a good point, though. Would you build another barn? <laughs> that n- no. Yeah. I mean, That's I love crazy, having it, it there. Yeah. Just because it's sort of like it feel it makes it feel more officially a farm, right? But yeah, I mean, we we do not no, use it. It's like hospice for our animals. Yeah, which like, is a nice. I mean, we do need it. I think we need something, anyways. But yeah. it's not being used how we thought it was going to be. I used. know. It's yeah. interesting to think about that. We'll see but. if, like, Liesl has a baby and we start milking. That's true. It might be nicer then. That's true. And we we did. I mean, we milked goats in there. We've, we've done. We have used it for that. A lot of animal slaughter in there. Yeah. Processing kind of, yeah. things. In the shelter alone. I guess maybe I would just do it without walls or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, okay. Back I'd to water also, management. Oh, yeah. also manage the pond better and, and come up with a better plan. So if you don't have animals, you have all this time to think about. And we put in so much infrastructure for the animals, like fencing and stuff and buildings. If we were putting that into managing what's already here, like the the pond, I mean, yeah. we still haven't really figured that one out. No, which no. It might take years and years. I don't we don't really know what the solution yeah. is to make that. Our pond is super dirty, mucky because it gets a lot of flow. It's at the bottom, almost the bottom of any of the local the surrounding, surrounding area. area. Yeah. Yeah. So we get a lot of runoff down there. And so filtration would be what would, what I think I would start focusing on more. Yeah. But the only problem with our pond is, is at the bottom. So we'd have to, we have to have a pump if we yeah. want to use that water for anything, which is okay. You know, I think if we, we have done that before. Yeah, the only problem done. is pumping out of the pond is dirty. So it like clogs drip irrigation. Yeah, it can be a pain in the butt. Yeah. But if we even had, storage tanks up to water the animals that we had, you know, invested it in, invested it, invested in. And then we just pumped it, you know, water in every so often. Kind of like we do at the shoe. Exactly. It could be a much lower impact uh, way to deal with animal 
watering and such. Yeah, and then you could just filter it. Mm-hmm. And you um, could have a gravity-fed watering system for the animals, so that's like one less chore, you know? Yeah. Um, it really makes me think, like, so the beginning of year one really would be, like, heavy machinery. Yeah. And this is, like, under the assumption that you've already observed for a year. So it's kind of almost like year two. Hey, we've observed for 12 years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wish we could go back. I had no idea. We hadn't even taken our permaculture design course yet. Right. We were taking it, I think, literally when we moved in. I remember yeah. laying on the floor and watching the videos. Yeah, watching DVDs. Yeah, DVDs. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think. It's interesting, know. though, like, how more, much more cost-effective it would be if you just had... You had a blank slate, like we didn't have any of those fences up, we didn't have the barn up, mm-hmm. like and we just had machinery come in and do all the work at once. Mm-hmm. Like I would definitely not suggest doing that until you've observed for a year. Mm-hmm. But like once you know your property, you've been there for a full year and you know you have like this solid plan of what you want to do, then having that machinery come in and like take out the trees. Dig the ponds, dig the wall painting. Forestry mulch. Yeah, forestry mulch, all of that. But, I mean, you're looking at, like, I don't know. I mean, it could be, like, $10,000 oh, or yeah, more. Easily. Yeah, easily. Easily. <laughs> but that could, like, set you up. Like, I mean, it would set you up for, like, huge success for the rest of your time on the property. Yeah. Like, if you did, if we wanted to do all those things now, we'd have to move buildings, move It'd fences. It'd be impossible. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. And uh, I don't know. I mean, I think there's something to like learning as you go, and maybe the next property will get it all right. (laughs) But ultimately, we've had time to sit back and listen to what's happening around us. And I don't regret not having done any of those things, but there's just an efficiency to, to having had done having it's like building the infrastructure for your house, right? Like you wouldn't build a house without plumbing. You know, and I yeah. think that if you're trying to build a homestead without plumbing, essentially for the water on your property, it's you're going to be sorry and you're, yeah. it's going to be a lot of work, you know, and that's what we've been dealing with, I think, is n- not as efficient a, of a homestead as it could potentially be. I think the other thing with the water is like the driveway. Like if we could have figured out a way to manage the water that flows down the driveway. Oh, better. yeah. Oh, yeah. Because our driveway is a mess. It's just always we had washed out from when we get heavy rain. That's another one of those ones though that like machinery. We have the machinery here. Let's go ahead and also fix this. Right. And I mean, I think that we, you know, we made the podcast where we don't want, you know, we don't think tractors are necessary. I really don't. I still don't yeah. think. Um, I think it's sort of a once and done situation. Like you shouldn't build systems that require tractors. Right. Um, and that's, I think there's, it's two different ways to look at it, you know? Oh, for sure. Like, I mean, even even if you spend, like, the full cost of a tractor, like, say, $20,000. Oh, yeah, that's true. I, I mean, if you put all of that into the infrastructure at once right. and then you're done, that infrastructure works for itself and mm-hmm. creates the optimal homestead, and mm-hmm. you don't need a tractor again. Like, you're done with it. Right, yeah. 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 Ooh, sounds dreamy. I know, because did I see you tearing up a little bit about dreaming about it? <laughs> no, but I, it looked like if you say Lacey, are you crying? I'm going to start crying. So. Right? No, yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't crying. Okay. But what I else mean, in year one? Is that it? I think it just makes me a little sad to think about how hard we've worked. We've just worked so <laughs> hard <laughs> um, and enjoyed every minute of it. Right. But I think about, you know, like I don't really think of it as mistakes, obviously. 
but we've put a lot of money into yeah, this place. A lot, a lot of effort, a lot of trees that we've lost, you know, it, and I, you know, I try not to get caught up on that because we have so much. And this year I will say, I've told Drew several times, I think that it just feels like we're in this like zone with our homestead where instead of buying plants, I'm just splitting plants and spreading yeah. them around, which is, feels amazing. Yeah, I'm does. like, oh my gosh, I have plants everywhere that I can just break apart and put everywhere. Right. And this place is going to, I feel like it's, we're in that exponential stage Yeah, and it takes a while to get there. Um, Do you think it's part of it is like a, um, uh, like a pause. I don't want to say a reward, but in a way, like, for taking last year off for Shemitah, yeah. yeah, for Shemitah, you know, it's like this year, it's like almost in my mind, I've kind of thought about it as like starting again. Like now we start another seven year cycle. We're like so, on a homestead that somebody started 10 yeah, years ago. <laughs> right. Yeah. But now we're like at year one of, yeah, like, you know, kind of like we, we've, yeah. we've done a lot of like starting perennials in the greenhouse and stuff like splits and starts and all that. Like you said, like mm-hmm. with the idea of like, let's, exponentially plant more perennials all over the homestead but that's mm-hmm. kind of like was part of our thought process was, when we yeah. first started and now we're here yeah i think you forget sometimes the intention you had when you start something because you don't think about it constantly right um now i'm gonna cry because <laughs> <laughs> that that feels like life in general right you know yeah <laughs> thanks a lot <laughs> <laughs> and you know now i mean we also have a schoolhouse property and it's, you know, five more acres and things are growing up here. And there are things that we didn't plant up here more so than we're on the original <laughs> other than monkey grass. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Whoever lived here loved monkey grass, um, which is a beast to get out. And they so. did do like a pretty, it wasn't just straight lines of monkey grass. They did some wavy lines of monkey grass. <laughs> <laughs> they sure did. Um, yeah. Isn't it Terry that loves monkey grass? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, my friend Terry. She, like, clips it every year. Yeah. Gives it a haircut. I'm like, I can't even imagine that. But, like, I just, I was just telling Drew, I was working on the garden all day today. I've been looking forward to a day like this for a month and a half. But, um, I've had stuff, and I haven't been able to be in the garden at all. But, fortunately, all the seedlings grew without my oversight every day. I have some assistance. But, um... I was ready to put some of that in the ground. And I also had this tray laying on the ground outside the door of the back, the back door. And I had intended to seed that today, just fill it with seeds. And um, then I went to dump it out and I was like, huh, what's growing in here? Cause you know how a seed tray left outside, will just get full of weeds. Well, it's full of lemon balm and thyme and black eyed Susans. And so that, I, I don't know. I feel like that's just an example of like a, you know, yes, I've had a lot of seed trays filled with weeds because I've neglected them. But this, these weeds are weeds. That's that, pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. Like I you can, didn't even have to plant it. I don't have to, yeah. No. And these are like guild plants, you know, yeah. which Drew was just like, we need to up our guild game, you know. And I think we've had such deer pressure for so long that yeah. our guilds have just been like, Bleh. yeah, I feel like the difference is the missing link, you know, yeah. and it's funny to me that year one, you didn't say like that was the first thing. Because in my mind, I'm like, first thing, put a deer fence up. <laughs> <laughs> knowing what I know now and knowing, you know, uh, watching the difference between yeah. last year and this year. I think even through the fall, you don't know, you know, like yeah. 
But this spring, seeing the difference between what our garden is doing, and maybe it is partly the rest year, maybe it is just because, you know, exponentially, that's how nature works. You know, yeah. it's like you you do all these things and then you suddenly get to this breaking point where it just everything literally blooms like anyway. Um, but yeah, now I, I am feeling more like it's going to be one of those things that we were we we recommend everyone. Right. That we do audits audits, with. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to want to do your friends. Yeah. With because it just. It changes what your efforts, like what, what fruit you have. Well, like for me, the big thing has been at one point I dug up like six elderberry plants and took them and planted them back there by the, yeah. ba- where the bamboo is. Yeah. And like immediately they were gone and I was like, oh man. And like they were bigger elderberry plants, but yeah. now they're all growing back yeah. there. Yeah. And I'm like, there's the a <laughs> bloody deer this whole <laughs> the time. The whole time we yeah. thought, oh, you know, we're just not fertilizing or watering or you know yeah and but i was like an elderberry plant shouldn't need any of that it should just do its thing but yeah now i know now (laughs) and that's not now you know okay so year one bring in machinery you would mulch daikon radishes walpini take out all the trees and forestry mulch a lot more of the property before you did fencing yeah i would not put any fencing (laughs) hear me when i say (laughs) no fencing on year one no fencing and year ones two or three i would say you know it's interesting we didn't i will say i mean give us some credit we we rotated animals all over our our our, like three acre circumference around the house we did we did pigs we did turkeys we did chickens we chased a lot of animals i got out of fences yeah yeah i suspect too you know we just got this um this new australian shepherd puppy yeah and i suspect I think he's going to change the dynamic of our farm when he's trained, you know, because yeah. we've had, we had the sheep all those years and finally oh. we were just done chasing them, you know? Yeah. And we were like, yeah, no, I'm not doing this anymore. I mean, he love he already loves to chase though. So like when he's an adult and like, we can help let him fulfill his destiny of chasing and <laughs> I don't have to chase. Yeah. I'm, I'm very much looking forward to that. Yeah. And I, and I think that'll change, you know, what we can do, you know, if we can herd sheep without running after them ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, that's a game changer. That's a game changer. I will load this place down with sheep. Yep, I agree. Okay, well, I think this was a really fun one. <laughs> Thanks for sharing your year one dreams with yeah. us. Now are we doing this in reverse? Or no, that, that was it. <laughs>